Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, Denise Walker, and I am the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries, Armor for Writing and Publishing Services, and the director of Project Hope Youth Institute. Here at Hope in Christ, we are made spiritually healthy, we're overcomers, we're purposed, and we maintain an eternal perspective in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus alone. So let's open up with a word of prayer and we'll begin today's show. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again in these winter months for keeping us covering, protecting, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for another broadcast. We pray, Lord God, that you would speak by your Holy Spirit to us, oh God. Have your way in our lives, oh God. I pray that we would surrender our hearts, our minds, everything, and our focus would be on you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for the provision and the deliverance and the salvation and all that we need. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, welcome to today's show. Today, we're going to um, talk about knowing God for yourself. And the title again is Knowing God for Yourself. I've been on um, this journey reading the Bible in one year, reading it chronologically with a group of friends online. And when I got to Genesis 28, once again, this scripture, this chapter jumped out at me because it was about the life of Jacob, the life of Jacob. And I've heard many people minister on Jacob's journey on Jacob's response after he had his dream but it spoke a little bit different to me so we're going to start with reading it and then we will walk through it as we always do and talk about knowing God for yourself so Genesis 28 10 through 22 says now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south, and in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. 
and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob arose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of the place Bethel. But the name of the city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and keep me in this way that I am going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. And that was Genesis twenty-eight ten through 22. So now we're going to talk about knowing God for yourself. So if we did the background portion of this scripture, we know that Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, you should not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And he gave Jacob some instructions. He told him to arise, to go to um, the house of Bethel, to his uh, mother's father, and take for himself a wife of Laban, his mother's brother. And then he said, may God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be as an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land and which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. And so we notice during the background here that Jacob did what his father instructed after blessing him after praying over him Jacob did what his father instructed but Esau noticed that the women of Canaan um, grieved his father and mother so in rebellion Esau took a wife from Canaan but Jacob went on and did what his father had instructed so the first thing I noticed was, as I was reading it, because um, I had to go back and I had to look at the context of the um, the Jewish um, culture and um, the Jewish book of why and the, and the different things where, like you understand, you come to understand, okay, why did they do this and why did they do that? And some of the things really, really helped me to understand one of the things I noticed was that um, they were nomads. They traveled. They traveled. Um, they had a place, but um, and he was traveling to this place to find his uh, mother's family to find his wife. So he was on a journey to, he didn't really know where he was going. And then it said he came to this certain place and he stayed there all night. And then he went to sleep. And he had and he slept on stones. So that means he he didn't have a bed like us. He they didn't have all the, the comforts um and things like that. But he had a stone under his head. 
and their and their furniture was a little different from what we have the comfort the cushions of today and then it says he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on earth and its top reached to heaven and there the angels of god were ascending and descending on it and then he saw the lord and he heard the lord speaking and said the lord stood above it and said i am the lord god of abraham your father well, we know abraham was his grandfather and that's one of the other things i learned is that um they say father as a part of the tribe and the, and the culture and um and then it goes on to say and the god of isaac the land on which you lie i will give to you and your descendants now at this time it was already inhabited this land already had people and god is showing jacob like he showed abraham and like he spoke to isaac he's showing jacob i'm going to give you this land and your descendants so we know we would be like well wait god hold on people live there and so god was showing him his power and showing him who he he is not who he was but who he is and then he says also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth now he didn't have a wife yet and he was saying your descendants your descendants will be as the dust of the earth you shall spread abroad to the west and the east to the north and the south and in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed but he don't have any children yet and he's not married behold i'm with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land to this land i would not leave you until i have done what i have spoken to you now in that part i i know and i understand and we come to an understanding that god was not saying he was going to leave him just completely leave him because god said i'm with you um forevermore and he said behold i'm with you and so it didn't mean literally that he would never never ever talk to jacob again but Jacob's response was amazing to me because he didn't respond like normal. Like he, he responded like, wait a minute, hold on. When he woke up, he said, surely the Lord is in this place. It was almost like he was just getting an epiphany. He was just coming to a realization. Wait a minute. The God that my grandfather and my father have served since i was a kid they taught me about him but i just encountered him for myself and he said it showed it indicates he was fearful it meaning um reverence like um and he said how awesome is this place so he attributed to there was something about this particular place he was he was in and remember it said that God would bring him back to this place. And then Jacob says, this is none other than the house of God. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. But that's not all that Jacob said. Jacob responded with action, but he spoke some other words. Jacob also took up that same stone that his head was on and he poured oil on it. Now, 
I really want to dig more into understanding. Um, but we know the anointing oil we use in church. We use anointing oil. Not that oil has any power. But that we use the anointing oil to to lay hands and pray also in church. So we didn't we know it wasn't anything, you know, anything else. But it was um, one of the things that we also do in church as well. Um, not on rocks, but on we lay hands and, and pray. And the power of the Holy Spirit. Um is what does the work he does the work and so um that was just amazing his response he says surely the lord is in this place surely he's here surely he's here and i did not know it he, he said i didn't know it i didn't know it i didn't know it he begins to honor the true and living god he reverenced the true and living God at that moment. He came to know him for himself. And then it says again, he um, made a vow. Jacob made a vow. And he said, if God will be with me. He made a if then. If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going. And give me bread, provide food for me, clothing, um, so that I can come back to my father's house in peace. So I'll make it back. If he would do this for me, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. So he was vowing the tithe, the tenth of everything, um, because we have to look back at that that part there where it says, "All that you give to me." So he was acknowledging that God is the provider, God is the creator, He's the one that makes a way for us. He is our all in all, and so he was acknowledging. He said, "If you basically, I believe he was saying, if you show me." yourself as you show my grandfather as you show my father who you are show me who you are lord and i will i will i will i will worship you as my god and he said all that you give to me we know and jacob knew at the time that all the other idols and things they hadn't they could do nothing for them and he had come to the understanding that wait a minute the God of heaven and earth just showed himself mighty to me. And I think about that when I think about my own personal testimony. I love to read about Jacob. And um, now Jacob, it wasn't all peaches and cream because um, Jacob, once he got to his destination, because he was a trickster and he had tricked his brother, but God's mercy endures forever. But he did have to... Um, endure the consequences of tricking his brother i believe um when um he was tricked into marrying leah and he really loved rachel and so he had to work seven more years so i really truly truly saw god's mercy his grace knowing that jacob wasn't perfect that none of us were are perfect and jacob you know, as he worked 
for Rachel. He never t- he never touched her. He never touched her. He loved her. But he did. He obeyed. He did what he was supposed to do. And he received um, the blessing. And then we, we noticed that Jacob, um, Leah was the one. She kept wanting Jacob's love. And she gave him all these children. And um, in hopes that he would love her like he loved Rachel. And um, let me be totally honest. I struggled a little bit with um, the two wives. But um, again, God's mercy endures forever. We know that in the book of Deuteronomy, God goes on to clarify his order of things, his purpose of things, the desire that he has for mankind. And so we understand that. We understand that. And so what I, it made me to remember and think about it made me want to understand more about how I came to know God for myself. And so, um, just like Jacob, just like Jacob, I had heard about God. I had, um, you know, grown, grown up, I, I would be taking the church. I grew up in religion, a lot of religion, but I did not develop a relationship with God until I came to know him for myself. And many of us have to come to that understanding. We can hear what other people say about God. We can hear other people pray. We can hear other people speak the word and um, speak the word of healing and all these other things as the truth of the word, because God is all powerful and, and, and God does the work, but we won't know him until we know him for ourselves. Just like Jacob, Jacob had to take that journey for himself and Jacob worshiped the Lord in spirit and in truth for the rest of his days. He had to do that for himself. He had, we all had to take that walk for ourselves. Nobody can do it for us. We can't get to heaven on mama's prayers and mama's salvation, daddy's salvation, auntie, grandma. We can't get to heaven on their salvation. We have to come into relationship with God Almighty through the personage of Jesus Christ for ourselves. And that's the difference between other religions and Christianity, relationship. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For he did not send Christ into the world to condemn but through him we might be saved. Through him through relationship and I I so many times I have asked God, God, show me. I don't understand all the time. I don't understand the Trinity. There were times I didn't really get the Trinity. But God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. So we have to come to him to help him help us understand who he is who he is when we begin to um i've heard people question the incest and not the incest but the the people uh marrying one another in the scriptures and slavery and all these other things but we have to remember one thing that if the bible was written in our time we would surely also be dealing with culture the Bible would be written in our culture and to be totally honest, it's not a whole lot different from what we read in scripture. So we have to come, we have to take away 
our opinions. We have to come away from God's word with our opinions and say, God, show me you. Reveal yourself to me through your scriptures, through your word, through prayer. Show me who you are. Jacob, I've heard people say that Jacob spoke in arrogance. I did not, when I read about Jacob, I did not read the text as if he was being arrogant. I read the text as if Jacob was saying, wow, I just, I just realized and came to the understanding of who God is for myself. Like my grandfather, Abraham, I just got some revelation. That's how I read it. He said, then he vowed like in court. I promised to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. When you, and if you lie, you're going to get a consequence. He vowed that if God would be with him, if he would show him who he is, then he would do and he would worship him. And he did just that. God showed him who he was and who he is. And he did just that. And we have to do the same thing. We don't come to God with a prideful heart. We know that Jacob, God allowed him to go through some things because he was cleaning him up and he was delivering him. And um, he had to go through what he went through. But at the end of the day, Jacob had to come into an end of, end of himself and understand who God is as his, his grandfather Abraham. So as I think about my particular story, again, Jacob's story blessed me. His life blessed me. We go on to know that he taught his sons. He he um, continued to walk with God until the day he took his last breath. And we have to desire God that much. And again, as I say, it reminds me of me. And how I grew up struggling with some things, going through some things as a a kid. And at some point in my life, in my early 20s, I, like Jacob, came to know God for myself. In the pain, in the pain that I experienced, that my husband and I experienced, Of losing our first child. And that's another thing. We have to tell the truth. About our testimony. So that people could be overcome. They can overcome by the word of our testimonies. And. When we lost that first child. God had to show me. That I wanted that child more than him. And then. In all of that pain. He showed me. His mercy. He showed me his grace. He showed me that he loved me with an everlasting love. And that it was me that needed him. It was me that needed him. He didn't need us. He didn't need us. He created us. But he didn't need us. He wanted us to know him for ourselves. He wanted me to know him for myself. If I didn't go through what I went through, I would not know Christ as the healer, as the deliverer, as my way maker, as the one that kept my mind, kept me from losing my mind. I would not know. I would not know him in that way. And so in all of my depression, in all of my pain, 
at that time it was a greater greater purpose to draw me by his spirit and save and deliver me and like Jacob worship him in spirit and in truth for the rest of my life knowing that he alone is the true and living God no matter what people tell us we know that Jesus Christ is Lord we know there is no other God and he said no one comes through the father to the father but by me and many people again today when I listen to them and I hear them say things They'll say, well, why does God have a gender? Why do they say he? Because he manifests himself in the flesh through Christ Jesus. There's no other way because Christ is God in the flesh. And we have to understand that. But we won't know that when we try to philosophize. And we try to come up with our own opinions and our own philosophies because this this vain. The Bible calls that vain, our vain way of thinking. We are not gods. We are not gods no matter what people tell us. We are not gods and we are not on the same level as God. At the end of the day, if we take our last breath, we can't bring it back. Only God can do that. So that's how we know that there's a God in heaven that is our God, our creator of heaven and earth. And we know we didn't just come into existence just by happenstance. So we know that there is a God that sits high and looks low, but his mercy endures forever. He loves us with an everlasting love. We will never understand all of who God is. But he gives us a revelation through his word. He gives us an understanding of who he is, who his character is by reading his word and seeing those normal people like Jacob experience him for themselves. We see it. We see it. We see it. We see how Jacob and Abraham and Noah experience God for themselves. And when I hear people question, well, how did this happen? And how did that happen? And how did God part a sea? Because he's God and he's all powerful. And we ourselves can be honest and say, we've asked God some of those questions ourselves. But if he could not do that, he would not be God. If he could not breathe life into man and man became a living soul, he would not be God. He would be just another person like us. If he could not manifest himself in the flesh in truth and show us so that he can save us through his blood because our blood can give us nothing when it's shed we're just cut. It is him that has the power. And I pray that through this broadcast of Hope in Christ with Denise, I'm just the vessel. I pray that people would hear God saying, I am who I am. Moses asked him in scripture, he said, who should I tell Pharaoh that sent me? Who who are you? Because at that time, Pharaoh, the pharaohs of the time, the pharaohs of Egypt were considered gods. 
false gods idol they worship them as gods and God said to Moses I am who I am and when I read that scripture I had read it so many times before I had read it over and over and over and over before and one day God said go look it up go look up the meaning the general meaning of I am and it means I exist I exist I am God and there is no other. He said, I am the Lord and there is no other. But when we like Jacob begin to ask him, show me who you are. Show me who you are. Provide for me. Do it and I will know that it's you. That's the creator of my being. We cannot walk in so much pride and so much arrogance that we believe that we are on God's. And that somehow we just came into existence. We can't know God until we come to the end of ourselves and allow him to show his power himself to us, his children, his creation. And we surrender and say, God, I want you as I did. God, I didn't know that I wanted something more than you. I want you. I want you, Lord. Save me. Deliver me. Set me free. Remove every thought that's unlike you from my mind. Deliver my soul from a burning hell. That I may step into eternity and see your face, God. That you will... That I will be in all of you when I step into eternity. And you will say well done unto me. As I have served you and worshipped you in spirit and in truth. Not things. None of these things in this world. None of our ways. Wanting to do it our way. Wanting it our way. Having our way. Wanting to be our own gods. We are not gods. We are not. God is the only God. He's the only powerful one. He is the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Jesus Christ. Alone. I pray that you would come to know God for yourself as Jacob, as Abraham, as Noah, as myself, and as others. He can take anything that we can dish out. We have to, but we have to come in reverence. We can kick and scream. We can tell him we don't understand things that may have happened in our life. But at the end of the day, has that thing become a God? And when it has, he will let us know that there is only one God. And there shall be no other God before me. I am that I am. He said, I am that I am. Our life exists because of him. We can't pull our breath back into our body at the end of our life. We can't. He alone is God. I've seen so many miracles in my life. I have seen so many miracles in my life. My father walked around with blood on his brain for years. And the doctors did not understand how he continued living. And I know because my God believed my my dad believed in God. God kept him. God kept him. 
My mother-in-law lived from 20 years at least with cancer. Went in remission and came, but she continued to worship God in spirit and truth because he is God and she's with him. No more pain. Will we see him one day? Will we see him one day? Or will we piddle in this world, this helpless world that doesn't even know they're helpless? Searching. When he's saying, here I am. Come unto me. Let us surrender our hearts to him and know him for ourselves. Let us pray. Father, I thank you. And I praise your name, O oh God. I thank you, Lord God, for hope in Christ. I thank you for the vision. I thank you, Lord God, for those that need you. Father, I thank you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. I thank you for your blessings, your deliverance, your covering, O oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that you open eyes and move the blinders, O oh God. Remove the blockage, O oh God. And I thank you that you alone are Jehovah. You are the true and living God. You are the creator of heaven and earth. And I thank you right now for opening the blinding eyes that we may see. Opening our ears that we may hear in the spirit. And delivering our souls from hell, God. Thank you for those that are listening, God. I pray for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And to my listeners, continue to be blessed. Surrender to God. He says, seek me and you will find me as you search for me with all of your heart. Seek him. Be blessed. Hope in Christ.